Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John and I'm here with Dorinda Wilson today. Hey. Welcome to the Busy Mom yes. Podcast. We're so glad you're here. What we would really love is for you to go to iTunes yep. and to leave some reviews for yep. us because um, what that does is it puts um, the podcast towards the top and so more moms get to see it yes. and more moms get to be encouraged. So yes. we just really love it when you do that for us. And a lot of you have done that and yes. we appreciate it. Yep. And anytime you want to send us questions, we love to answer your questions. Yes, we do. And we're going to be doing some of that in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we are actually we are going to be recording a little bit early right. uh, ahead of what the actual date is. Right. So this is hopefully airing on uh, Wednesday, yes, March second. And you will not be here. You will be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Tampa. I'm going to be on an airplane. Actually, Woo. I'm on an airplane right now. As people are listening to this, heading to Tampa. <laughs> I'll be speaking for the Fish Conference down there. It's a parenting uh, conference, and I'm excited about that. But I'm also kind of a little disappointed because I really wanted to record this live after the events of Super Tuesday. Right. Which, you know, at the time of this recording, you guys, I'm either going to be, you know, crying on an airplane. Right. Which, so maybe you know, this was actually good. Maybe, maybe it this was. worked out well. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is, maybe the Lord really does work all things together for good, Dorinda. Put Heidi up in an airplane where she can't do anything. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Take the internet away from that woman for six hours. That'll be good for her. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to talk about actually a civic responsibility Mm -hmm. today and encourage you to become involved in the political process. Absolutely. Now, I, you know, you've heard me, many of you have heard, um, I don't know, I'm looking over at my gorgeous engineer husband right now, and you told me how many episodes that we had recorded. Do you remember what that is? Are we up in the like hundreds now? I think we are. Wow. Anyway, we decided that it would be good before we hit like 250 episodes, and we might even be close to that, to sort of try to get people excited about the political process right. in the con- in this right. country. Now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of you listening. I heard from a woman last week who's listening in Switzerland. So if you're oh, the only wow. one listening, hello. That was really <laughs> fun for me to watch. And so I know uh, I know that there are many people who don't right. uh, who are not in the United States. But this actually goes for everybody, right? So wherever you are, wherever you are, be involved mm-hmm. in the political mm-hmm. process. Someone mm-hmm. asked me the other day if Christians had an obligation to vote, and mm. I, you know, I kind of thought. Did the yeah. hair on the back of your neck go up? Yeah, yeah, right. If I know you, it probably did. <laughs> yes, right. Duran is like, sit down, settle down, get away from your computer, back away, back away. Uh, but I thought, you know, I, it reminded me of a long time ago, you know, uh, my husband and I were have been in ministry for a very right. long time. Jay was right. a pastor for a long, long time, almost 20 years. And I heard of a church once where members thought it was against the will of God to vote. And it, it became kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. in the homeschool co-op and people were talking about whether or not um you know what happens if they vote for a guy who ends up being corrupt mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i'm thinking well that that's every election you know <laughs> i mean that happens all the time we vote for people who we think that, i mean how many times have we got a pastor mm-hmm. into the pulpit right who turned out to have a pretty big sin problem right. who brought down an entire church or an entire right. ministry right how many times have we uh, you know had a had a, a speaker come speak and seven years later he we find out he's having an affair i mean right. people are um they're not perfect they're i fallible. mean certainly they're infallible mm-hmm. and so that's kind of to me that's not ever really an issue the question for me is uh whether or not we're going to allow the world to determine right. um, what happens in uh, in our civil in our civic uh, responsibility in terms of our government, right? And so right, right. now we're looking at a government that allows abortion mm-hmm. here in the United States. It allows mm-hmm. abortion, and I know in many countries uh, around the world. And we've legalized gay marriage. We've legalized marijuana. You guys should come to my my little town right now. There's actually a store down the street from oh, my house. Got several, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Ours. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's fabulous. Uh, the one that I really like though is called Country Cannabis. <laughs> a moment of silence for Country Cannabis. 
You're, you're terrible. You don't even know what to do anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, shake your head. The and whole think, city oh of goodness. Seattle smells like marijuana, but whatever. <laughs> I hear they're getting work done. So well, this is good. You know, and it's really, I think, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking about our responsibility as mm-hmm. citizens. A couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, uh, the commissioners in my city in Vancouver issued a proclamation basically calling the Christians in the area to pray. And yes. so from the 19th through the 21st of February, so it's been a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, they were supposed to come and pray. And the turnout was abysmal. Mm. It was absolutely abysmal. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, we we can't even take an evening off right. to come out mm-hmm. and pray. And then mm-hmm. I went the following day to the caucuses, and I already said in a, a podcast a couple of podcasts ago that the turnout there was right. was sad, to mm-hmm. say the least, mm-hmm. although it was quite – it was an education for me, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to thinking about um, our refusal – to even get involved in the process, so I came home and I did a little bit of research, and I got on the Secretary of State's web, uh, Secretary of State's uh, website and looked up the voting statistics for the state of Washington and how many people turned out for the 2012 um, caucuses, and it was one percent. Oh my! Word. So of the 4.9 or 4.8 million registered voters mm-hmm. in Washington State, 50,000 people turned out. Oh my goodness! And we're wondering why the one percent is bossing everybody around. Right, exactly. That's why. It's yeah. because it's it's yeah. basically um, our refusal uh, to get involved and our refusal to to vote for a good candidate very often means that that good candidate loses. So That's someone right. said to me the other day, well, if you vote, you know, well, if so-and-so runs for president, I'm not even going to vote. Right. Now, I know that there's a lot of, you know, back and forth. And honestly, you guys, we don't even know who, I don't think, we don't know who uh, we're going to be who's going to be running on either side right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got a pretty good guess and I think we can probably all make educated guesses. But uh, the fact of the matter is if we decide not to get in a vote, not voting is really voting, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say, yep. in a very bad, right. roundabout, long way. You're right. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's the bottom You're line. You're not voting for someone is voting for someone else. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, it seems kind of tragic to me because I'm wondering, you know, we're we're so afraid to get into, into politics and we kind of feel like it's dirty business, but mm-hmm. our refusal to get into it um, and people have said, well, Jesus didn't get into politics. And I'm like, right, because Jesus didn't live in a democracy either. And he didn't live in a republic, which is right. where we live in the United right. States. We That's we right. live in a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly he well, did get involved. He talked about the Pharisees and the Sadducees exactly. all the time. Exactly. Well, and it's being engaged in the culture you're in. And this is the culture we're in. Mm-hmm. And yes, the political process can seem a little overwhelming, but I think we can navigate this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. And for the sake of our kids and grandkids, that's what just keeps coming to my mind yeah. is, you know, we've got children who are growing up and getting mm-hmm. married and we've got, we both have grandkids and I'm thinking, what kind of world are they going to be living in? And yeah. I want to know when I go to my grave that I did everything I could to yeah. leave the best world behind for them that I could. Yeah. And um, and I, I will feel I'll regret if yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. There is a high cost to indifference. And I want to list least uh, I want to list at least five reasons why I think Christians should vote today. And the first one is that God has actually given us, he has granted us authority. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that all authority belongs to God, but he has put human beings on the earth as caretakers. So our task, according to Jesus in Matthew mm-hmm. 28, is to go out and make disciples of all nations and teach them to obey God in, to, and teach them to obey God in every area of life. And every area of life 
includes politics. Absolutely. You know, he's, he left us um, to have dominion over yep. the earth. Yes. And this is a stewardship issue. Yes. That's what it feels like to me yes, is we've absolutely. been given this by God to be good stewards mm-hmm. of. And we need to disciple people to learn how to make godly decisions, to learn how to be discerning. I think that part of the, the tragedy of the politically correct uh, generation that we are living in, that mm-hmm. our children and grandchildren mm-hmm. are growing up in, is that we've thrown common sense out the window right. and discernment right. out the window. It's like that guy that uh, wants to self-identify as a six-year-old little girl. I know. What, it's, what in the world? doesn't make sense. Let's just say it doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And it's actually, the guy, he needs to be in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there was a time, my husband said to me, there was a time when if a 57-year-old <laughs> man walked into a building and said, I think I'm a six-year-old girl, the paddy wagon would have come right. and taken the guy away. <laughs> exactly. And now we're just like, oh, that's sweet. Right. You know, it's insane. It is. And we need to not be afraid to to call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's something that's, yes. we feel, we feel that starting to come down on us mm-hmm. and we have got to stand and we yes. can do that in love but we still need to stand well and that brings me to the second point which is we we are, need to take a stand against evil i mm-hmm. mean for goodness sake what's mm-hmm. going on in in uh in the the world at large right now with isis and terrorism at yeah. home and abroad yeah. obviously it's it's horrifying but saint augustine said that those who are citizens of god's kingdom are the best equipped to be citizens of the kingdom of man and the alternative is unthinkable Mm. Right, and what we're finding now is as Christians far, uh, step farther and farther and farther back from mm-hmm. the spheres of of political influence and from government positions, uh, the unthinkable right is actually what's happening. Right, and all you gotta do is walk the streets of Seattle and talk to people, <laughs> and you'll be thinking this is unthinkable. Right, and exactly. so Saint Augustine uh, was on to something. In the 20th century, atheistic and secular humanist leaders gained control of nations all across Europe, Asia, and Africa. What was the result was that, according to historian uh, R.J. Rummel, almost 170 million. Listen to this, you guys. The result of uh, of this part of the world being taken over by atheistic and secular humanist leaders resulted in 170 million men, women, and children being brutally murdered mm-hmm. by their governments in the mm-hmm. name of human progress. These facts led historian John Hallowell to note, and I quote, only through a return to faith in God as God revealed himself to man in Jesus Christ can modern man and his society find redemption from the tyranny of evil. Mm. And it is it is chilling to me mm-hmm. that so many of us are refusing to even get involved. That's right. Uh, I told uh, you, Dorinda, when I was at, at the caucus, there was an old man sitting across from me at the mm-hmm. table. And um, I had asked him if he wanted to represent, if he wanted to be a delegate. And he said he could not because he was finishing up with chemo. And he said, you know what? He said, um, he said, I threw my first hand grenade at 11. And I was like, so I take you didn't grow up here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he said, no, he grew up in Ethiopia and he was there for two revolutions. Mm. And he said he believes the United States is on the verge of a revolution. And he started you know, giving me all these reasons why. And it's because good people have decided to remain silent. Right. And that right. um, our silence is actually speaking volumes. Mm-hmm. And we, you can almost hear the chains go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's reverberating throughout right. the culture. Right. Uh, the third one is that Christian values contribute pos- uh, positively to society. The Bible solutions make sense. You know, I I speak for secular organizations um, all the time, and I use principles from the Bible, and I tell them that. Why? Because the Bible makes sense, because the Bible works. Why? Because God wrote it. Right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So the guy who created us and knows about us and knows what's best for us actually gave us a manual for living. That's right. And those uh, those values that are in the Word of God actually work for the greater good. That's right. And when we um, apply God's principles to our lives, they Mm -hmm. get better. Mm Mm-hmm. 
not mm-hmm. worse. So mm-hmm. that's another reason. The fourth reason is obedience to the uh, uh, obedience to authority demands good citizenship. The Apostle Paul in Romans thirteen clearly states that we must obey government leaders because all authority comes from God. But here's the catch: in America, people are leaders. Mm. In America, we decide who our leaders are. And so here at the least, we express our obedience to God by exercising our rights and privileges as citizens. Mm -hmm. And that means we vote. That's right. We get involved. That's right. And we're setting an example to our kids. You know, we're talking to pretty much mostly moms right now, right? And I remember when I was a young mom and you were a young mom and we were friends and you were as passionate then as you are now about <laughs> politics and such things. Shocking. And yeah. And, and it was, um, her level of passion was overwhelming to me, actually. It still is sometimes. <laughs> but I just remember thinking, um, what can I do? You know, mm-hmm. she, you you helped really keep that awareness um, that I needed to stay mm. active at least in yes. the voting process, yes. and I did that. And and as a mom, we're busy. We're busy at home. We're taking yes. care of our kids, and yep. sometimes this can actually bring in a lot of fear mm-hmm. and distractions. We mm-hmm. need to be careful mm-hmm. that um, we bring it all into the you know to the Lord and mm-hmm. um, lay it at His feet. But absolutely, absolutely do do become part of the process, do vote, do it for your children, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I remember not, I would look at the ballot and I would go, okay, I know these main people, yep. but these other issues I'm not sure about. My grandpa yep. knew because he Mine was too. older. Yep. So I would go to his house yep. for coffee and I yep. would say, grandpa, tell me about these, which ones? Yep. And he would walk me through it. Here's and the crazy thing now, Brenda. You're the grandpa. I- <laughs> you did not have <laughs> to say that. <laughs> You're the one. You really didn't. You're the one. You're the one who's supposed to know, I know now, right? I know. We really have, I think the baton has been passed That's this right. generation That's and right. we, we cannot drop it, uh, which is the, my fifth point. So I'm really glad mm-hmm. that you said that mm-hmm. about our children because we are setting an example for our children for generations to come. And good citizenship is part of that example That's that right. we're setting. That's it's right. uh, being involved, knowing what's going on around us. I mean, we talk about those names on the ballots and frankly, our lack of understanding of who those people are is mm-hmm. what's gotten us into the trouble that That's we're in. Right. We have activist judges that's right that serve now because we're like oh it's just a judge he's not running for senate and so we just vote him in right and i'm telling you what we're paying for it Mm -hmm. right we're paying a Mm -hmm. huge price Mm -hmm. for it those who apply god's principles to government pave the way for generations of blessing in 1768, a Christian minister named John Witherspoon became president of the College of New Jersey, which is now, hello, Princeton. Um, and when he was there, he taught biblical principles of government to his students. Of the one of the 478 young men who graduated during his tenure, writes author John Aidsmo, 114 became ministers, 13 mm. were state governors, three became U.S. Supreme Court judges, and 20 were U.S. senators, 33 were U.S. congressmen, Aaron Byrd Jr. became vice president, and James Madison became president. Wow. As a Christian, Witherspoon exerted an enormous influence on the direction of American government. And you and I, Dorinda, we might not have the gifts That's right. of John Witherspoon. It's mm-hmm. like what you were just saying to these mm-hmm. young moms. But we can still make a difference if we put our minds to it. That's right. We can still make a difference if we choose to get involved, if we choose to become educated mm-hmm. and informed about who's running. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we make the effort not only to talk to our children about what's going on, because right. really our decisions are going to absolutely impact right, them right and we're going to answer for it someday mm-hmm. so we have it every uh we have every reason that's, that's right. been given to us in scripture to get involved and that's we're right. going to encourage you get out there get involved that's right and also pray mm. i i can't even begin to 
explained the, um, you know, the importance of us being on our knees and praying yes. for our country, for yeah. this next election and for all that's going on around us, because that's going to move the hand of God. Absolutely. The Bible says that God hears the prayers of his people right. and it moves him mm-hmm. into action. And mm-hmm. boy, we've never needed that in my lifetime. That's right. Like we need it right mm-hmm. now. All right, you guys, we're going to pick this up again next time. In the meantime, be sure to do exactly what Dermot asked you in the, in the beginning. Yes. Head, on, head on over to, to uh, iTunes right. and leave us a review. We'd love it mm-hmm. if you would do that. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see you out on the road. If you want a copy of my schedule, please go to HeidiStJohn.com. Click on the speaking link up at the top. And I hope to see you out on the road this spring. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom. Mm-hmm.